Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Life According to Adeshale podcast. I am your host, Adetokumbo Adeshale, and this is podcast number 11, Counted Numero Unse. On today's podcast, we will hear the story of J.R., creator of the new mobile game called Frankrit, Frankrit, Frankrit Eats. We'll talk about the game, how he started, and the particular lessons he learned about communication and persistence during the process. All right, let's cue that music. So friends, as you all know, or maybe you don't know, I am a gamer at heart. Those people on my Twitch stream know that I love video games. And the genre that I love is anything that have to do with any kind of zombie-esque game. Doesn't matter what type of game it is. It's just zombies. I love it. And as a gamer, I started to follow other uh, gamers and producer of games on Instagram. And on there, I came across Jay who has created Frankrit Eats Meat, which is super duper exciting. He's here with us as, if you're watching YouTube version of this, he's here with us in the studio, or at least our digital studio here, rocking the amazing Adidas hat. We need to get you a Frankrit Eats Meat hat, by the way. We just need to make that happen, <laughs> right? So he, to tell you a little bit about the game, and we'll let Jay tell you more about it, the game is you kind of have Frankrit, who is a Frankenstein creature, and he has to eat meat. So he uses this amazing hook. It's a little complicated, but he uses this amazing hook to grab meat. Now, to tell you about some of the stats of the game, already within less than a month, there have been 100 downloads, 33 uh, responses, and he's getting a 4.4 rating. That is freaking awesome. That's to get that kind of rating from the gate and those kind of downloads without like big time marketing is pretty huge. Um, and so I was super pumped at the idea of interviewing him, finding out, like, tell me the story of a game. Typically games are people have ideas for games, but they oftentimes don't end up full, pulling them out. You know, the, the games don't actually happen. So he was able to make a game. People are downloading it. It has good reviews and he's making updates based off of the responses he's getting. Wonderful, right? That's how that's how a game should be, right? Not in beta mode forever, not no one listening to you, you know, just actually there with the people who are playing the game and, and making sure it's an enjoyable experience. So we have with us Jay. Say hello to the people there for us. Hi. Hi. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So tell me, tell me uh, first tell us about the game. Tell us about Frankrit, 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 Frankrit. Okay, tell us about Frankrit eats meat. Tell us about this game. What is it about? How how do we play it? Where do we um, find it? Oh, you can find it on the Google Play Store. As of now, it's only on the Android. But eventually, if the reviews and response are good, I will consider porting it over to the iOS iPhone. So iOS, baby. yeah, yeah, awesome. So definitely so download it. Download it, you Android friends. Download it. Okay. Yeah. So Frankrit is a he's a Frankenstein. He's a what, what I like to call him is the three G's, the, gen, the gentle grossic giant. So he's oh. a Frank. Yeah. So he's a Frankenstein monster. The game is about basically how long he can survive. His health is decreasing at a constant rate. So you have to hook meats 
and survive as long as possible. But do not hook the cleavers because the cleavers will hurt you. So while the game carries on, you can actually upgrade your hook speed and hook size to last longer. So that's the general idea of what the game is all about. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So how did you, and speak up a little bit louder for me, how did you come up with the idea of this? Like, I would have never thought of, like, zombie, Frankenstein zombie at that, you know, or just Frankenstein. I don't know if Frankenstein's a zombie or not. That's kind of a weird atmosphere. But, you know, Frankenstein, eating meat, health depleting. You know, how did you come up with this idea? Um... Honestly, this game, this whole art direction and the whole design of the game is based on two games that I personally play a lot. Oh, really? So, okay. Yeah. So, have you heard about Dota? Dota? Yeah. I've heard about Dota. I've yet to play Dota. Okay, so Dota is uh, basically an online game where a lot of people play. It's, uh, it's actually eSport where you actually there's a tournament every year where, where a lot of people from every country will come and join and compete with each other. So Dota, there's a character in Dota which is called Patch. So okay. Patch, yeah, Patch likes to hook. And that was one of my most favorite characters, which ah. I'm super bad in. It's my favorite character, <laughs> but I can never play it. I can never hook anything. Oh, so yeah. yeah, that's why I created Frank Crit. It's a it's a inspiration of Patch to hook. Okay. Hook things, yeah. And the art style is uh, another game, which is Don't Starve Together. Mm. So, yeah, there's uh, two games mixed together, which, which created a friendly It's Me. Okay, cool. Awesome. So taking a game that you love, an idea that you love, taking an art style that you love, put them together, putting your own spin on them, and, and yeah. making it happen. Awesome. So in the pro- so how long has it taken you to, to make this? And you have a team, too, of two other people, correct? Mm, yep. you, you have a, a programmer, Cameron, right? Mm. And a person who has just generally great ideas for stories called Gerald. Is that correct? Yeah. Awesome. So t- tell me first, I guess, about your team, because that probably has something to do with your uh, timeline. Okay, so um, we started on this whole project on the 7th of September last year. Okay. So, yeah, 7th of September last year, and we launched it this year, 7th of March. So if I'm not wrong, we had six months plus in the making. Wow, that's yeah. a very quick turnover. Okay, keep keep going. Yeah, that's really quick. That's yeah, it's efficient. Really quick. But it's not. So what actually okay. happened was the uh, real story, I, y'all. The real yeah, story. Yeah, the real. I came into game development like two years ago, so I was finding a program which I could work on, and I land upon Game Maker Studio. Hmm. So. I started learning the program and I created my very first game, which is Life of a Bear. Okay. The game has never came online and I don't think it ever worked until I work on it even some, even more. But yeah, the first game I worked on it was Life of a Bear. Life so, of a what? I'm sorry. I'm hear a little static, so it's a little hard for me to hear. What was that again? Bear. Bear. Okay. Life of a Bear. Okay. So I was working on it for like, four months or so and I wanted to create an inventory system which I couldn't do it myself. So I went on online on the forums to seek help from Which people. forums you went online to to, 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 to uh, get help? Game maker forums. Game maker forums, okay. Yeah. So that's where I met Cameron. So really? he was willing to yeah, he was willing to help me out and then 
things work out and then eventually I didn't want to do the game because it was too time consuming. Okay. So, yeah. So then I wanted to create another game that will actually sell, which is Desaree. Okay. That too didn't make it online. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. So when I wanted to create Desaree, I thought to myself, I can't be the only one coding because if I want to create something, I need someone else's help to quicken the workflow. So, so you're both. I, so you're both coding using the 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 game studio platform, and you were getting some help from Cameron, right? Initially, no. Initially, when I was on my very first project, I was doing everything on my own. But that was just for my personal personal passion. But eventually, after life of a bear, I wanted to create something that will actually eventually publish. Mm. So, the idea of publishing it online made me realize that I can't do it on my own. So I need someone's help. So that's when I approached the person who actually helped me on my very first project, which okay. came on. And he was willing to help me out, and then we worked on Desire for at least a year plus. Oh wow! And, Wow. Yeah. And, okay. And then it came to a point in time where I was like, "This is too ambitious. Two men can't do this job." <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. And and during that that Desaree, the the second project, Gerard, the person, the third person, he's also inside. He's giving the laws, the backstory of the characters and ideas, all the quirky mm. stuff. Mm. So eventually, did you find him on um, Game Maker forums as well? Oh no, he's my friend. Oh, he's my best friend. friend. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> So, we he was creating the stories. I was doing the design and a bit of coding, while Cameron was doing most of the coding and stuff. But after one year, we, I, I personally thought for a while that this won't work out. It's going to be so time consuming. Yeah. It eventually became a chore. So I told both of them to let me think for a while, and then I thought to myself that why not I create something that I would play because most of the time I'm not on my call. I have、mm. to go for work and stuff, so、yeah. I'm using my phone most of the time. So why not I create something very simple, very casual on my phone, which I will play when I play.、Yeah. So if I if I play the game, I will be actively looking for bugs and improving the game. So、mm. that way, it it will be much better rather than putting it on a phone where I don't have access to all the time. So after that, we decided that. Let's put Desaree on hold first,、yeah. while I while I take a short break to think what I should do next. So at least for a month, I was just playing Dota. I was just playing both、yeah. stuff together, and that's when it came to me. Man, I really suck at Patch. So why not I create a game? <laughs> awesome,、yeah. awesome. So, so yeah, this so is. I, I was just want to say it's very interesting that. Well, there's several things that are interesting. I'm hoping I don't forget. I didn't bring a piece of paper with me, so I'm usually digital, as you as you can see here. But what comes to my mind is that、um, it's interesting that you 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 are aware enough to say, "Hey, we need to shift directions a little bit. Give me some time." And then, in the process of living your life, you came up with the solution. I mean, I don't know if you're super focused. Like, oh, I need to get solution. I need to get solution. I need to get solution. It sounds like literally you're playing games, and you're like, "Ha!、Huh. <laughs> This, yes, I want to play a game that I would play. So, making something that anyone would probably want to play, then you know, something you can enjoy. And by just living your life, you you came across the answer in your everyday existence. Yeah, 
and your team stayed so, with you too, you know, which is also key. That means there's some really good leadership or communication because I could imagine a team saying, oh, we're stopping. Well, you know, I got other things to do, but they still stayed on. I, I made it a point to actually whenever, because Cameron is not based in Singapore, he's from Canada. So there's a 12 hours gap. Whereas Gerard, we're on a 12 hours gap right now, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> so the way we communicate is I make sure whatever I type out is in detail and it's very clear so that there's no miscommunication and if things are unclear, I will actually draw it up to, to explain myself better. So this way, I think the communicating, the communication is very well, mm. very well established so that there's no misunderstanding okay. and stuff. Nice. Now, you, when you say you type up, like, how are y'all communicating? Like, what platform are y'all communicating across? Is it Slack, Facebook, email? Like, Through WhatsApp. What was that? What's WhatsApp? Um, like, what? Um, like, are you just going email to email to communicate? No, these the, the the program, yeah. the application is WhatsApp. Oh, WhatsApp. Oh, okay, WhatsApp. Ah, WhatsApp. Oh, WhatsApp. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I'm familiar with that. Awesome. So. WhatsApp allows you to add, so are you, so WhatsApp allows you to add attachments to it then? Nice, nice, awesome, awesome. So, so go on. Yeah. So after that, then when we started, um, frankly, it's me, it's a very fast, we, we did it very fast. It only took around six months. So the game was pretty simple and we actually reused the codes from Desare. So Really? Yeah. Nice. So most of the, eyes the buttons the panels and all that we just copied the codes over tweak it a bit and it worked i just had to recreate the graphics for the graphics was well, the graphic style from desert is totally different so i had to create the graphics again and add, and cameron was adding some new codes into the game and yeah we are done in six months i have to say hold on one second here so for those of you who are going to watch the um the video of this I dug out something that okay maybe I won't be able to share with you all but I wanted to show what the graphics were for the game I, I don't think unfortunately I won't be able to do that but the graphics are, are pretty amazing there so it, it I don't know where that art scale came from but that's um, really really cool um, once you, when you all go to check out the game You'll see what I'm talking about. I think that one person uh, designed these graphics is is an uh, is an amazing feat of itself. So, not only have you figured out how to do coding and using Game Maker, but you also have a design background. Or how how how, how did how did the art part come across? I studied motion uh, visual effects and motion graphics okay. as a diploma. So basically, you know, like explosions, transformers, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I. Nice. I I, I do that, but then after my after my course, I went to work one year in the media industry, hmm. and unfortunately, after seven months, I got fired. Okay, that because, happens, yeah. Yeah, because somehow I didn't like the whole environment down there because graphic is something that's creative, yes. but when you're working at with a boss who don't understand you. It's no longer creative it becomes what he wants it's like you want to propose a circle he yeah. wants to make it into a square so <laughs> it's totally a conflicting thing 
So I, I, I just grinded for seven months until he told me, Jay, I don't think you are, it will work out. So he fired me. So then again, I took a two months break okay. to think about what I want to do. Then I came to a realization that I love graphics mm. and I like seeing people loving my graphics and interacting with it. So what if I can make my graphic interactive and people can actually play it? So that's why I decided I should create a game. Yeah, that's how it all started. Wow. So because you, well, you had a love for art, which you, you did that for school. And then you went through that experience of people who don't understand art. They're, they have their particular focus and they may not be as good at listening to the artist, which is something that happens a lot. Um, I'm going to talk more about that later on. Um, you decide how can your art be not just viewed, but engaged with by other people. That's awesome. You know, I really want to uh, affirm and value the point that you are really good at, and I think this is a lesson for everyone, you're really good at taking a step back and figuring out what's the next step that needs, like taking a step back and then looking, okay, where do we need to go next? What's the right move that I need to take now? Um, I think a lot of people just run and run and run and run and they end up running in the wrong direction, <laughs> you know, and they end up getting nowhere or at least not the place they want to go. Um, and I wanted to say that artists, I think artists make magic. That's that's why I like to determine it because you're creating something from roughly nothing. I mean, yes, it's from your mind and nutrients that have helped your mind to exist and whatever, but really you're creating magic. You're do, creating something from nothing. And I think yeah. oftentimes people who are, um, if they're in a managerial role working with an artist and they're just focusing on, I don't know, particular details, they miss the actual magic of it. and you know, artists are skilled at what they do, which is bringing the art alive. So it's it's unfortunate that the manager sides typically don't understand how those two things connect. Yeah. So, so tell me, how do you think your design um, background helps with the game creation? How did that play out? Mm. Like what so, influence might that have? Because I think a coders, like a person who's like sheerly like pure code, that might have had a very different impact on on game design. Honestly, I will, I will encourage everyone to whoever like those who are very well in coding, they should at least have a basic understanding of how to do graphics. And mm. those who are very good in graphics, if they ever want to do game design, they should understand a bit on coding. So, I have a strong background in graphic design. So when I went into coding, it actually opened up the whole new world on on understanding how I actually can bring a static graphic into a mode into an interactive motion playable graphic. So that's how I learned how to like break the barrier between just a static 2D graphics and graphic and stuff. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. And so since you all also used um, Game Maker, I mean how much how much additional work did you all have to do in terms of out, in terms of the coding? I mean, I know you had some code from your previous project, but how much additional, like how much was Game Maker able to do for you? What was the benefit of using it? Would you use it again? I think I will use it. I'll, I'll just keep using it. Game okay. Maker is really good because because when I wanted to create a game, I was also actively in search for a program that. You create something in one program, mm -hmm. you can export it 
yeah. to every other platform. So Game Maker was one of them. So they have module to export on PlayStation, Xbox, PC, Mac. They have module to port into everything. So that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to find a, a piece of program that once you do it on it, you can just export it to all the other platforms. Okay. So, nice. Now, did, now was that... Well, I know right now you, you have it exported to Google Play. We're, we're, us over here on the iPhone world, we're, we're waiting. We're waiting patiently. Um, but I am curious, how was the process of exporting it to Google Play? Like, was that a challenging thing since you all had this new code and all these new assets, or was that a pretty easy process? Honestly, every platform that you'll find is going to be difficult because for okay. Game Maker, yeah, for Game Maker, it's a sandbox environment. So the game is just the game itself to, to make it communicate with Google Play Store that um, it involves an extension okay. and that creates some complication which it was tough to solve but eventually it's solved so as long as you're trying to like monetize the game yeah. and it requires you to communicate with other services there will be some issues that you might face okay okay are there good resources for someone who's like thinking about making a game and like, like oh how would I export that the Game Maker Forum is very good. I mean, yeah. if you've got a question, you just shoot it out, then they will get back to you. Even uh, the Game Maker discussion on Steam, Steam, mm. Steam community, yeah. Nice, nice. Okay, I have just a few more questions for you. Uh, we're we're going to start shifting a little bit from technical. I still have a few more technical questions for you. One mm. is, you know, what what program do you use to design the, the graphics in that you have for this game? Oh, the Adobe Creative Suite, Photoshop, Illustrator, and, and even After Effects. Okay. Do you like it or do you not like it? Would you suggest it for other people? Or are there any free uh, programs you would suggest someone use? Um, I wouldn't suggest anything other than Photoshop. Photoshop is not free, but I mean, as a student in graphics, Photoshop was given for free. So. Okay. Yeah, there, there are ways you can get like a trial version or a free version. So do, do not, I mean, do not let Photoshop go past. Just use Photoshop. Don't use paint. Okay. Paint sucks. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, paint. <laughs> Step your game up. All right. What was that? Microsoft Paint? I don't yeah, know. Microsoft. Microsoft Paint, you guys, come on now. Step your game up. Step your game up. So tell me, so your game has been out there for less than a month now. You've been getting comments, reviews, and updating. What's that process like? What's the process? What does it feel like to hear people's feedback or the steps you have to take when you get that feedback? What is that whole process like? I mean, when you're the one developing the game, you'll be like super, like you're very strong on yourself that the game is good. But yeah. when you get feedback from people, you're like, damn, I didn't think that. It's <laughs> yeah, so... When they give feedback, I, I, I'm not that kind of guy that will get demoralized. Actually, take it in, then I'll take, again, I'll take a short break to think what I should do next, and then I'll figure out how to update bit by bit. Mm, okay. Uh, that's interesting. So one of the things I want to point out is that gamers, when you make comments, remember that the, there are people at these game companies <laughs> that hear this, especially for the indie games. You know, you have a team of three people, so... 
your comments, you know, they're going directly to them. So be kind, be critical, but be kind <laughs> at the same time. These are people who put in a lot of effort to to make the games. So, so you know, I know some people, they use programs such as Trello or Asana to kind of log, to do backlogs of like what updates they need to do. Uh, how do you all keep track of all the things that you want to add or change or or what have you? Do you just keep a, a Word document or you just message each other? How does how does that work? Mm, like, uh, I, I don't quite catch you. Do, oh, how, how do you manage um, all the feedback you're getting and like what things to work on? Oh, so basically I get feedback from my, from my dad, from my mom, from the, my friends and Google reviews and stuff. Yeah. I'll just write it down on my notebook. Okay. All right. Yeah. Awesome. So. Y'all, we don't need something too complex. Just write it down and, and start working it off. Um, have you had any major challenges of any updates recently, or are most of them pretty easy to, to do? Uh, yeah, there, there's one major challenge. Like, like what I mentioned initially, that the game is a sandbox environment, mm -hmm. and having it to communicate with other services is an issue. So I could not get my game to save on Google Cloud. So there's no backup of the game, but I managed to add in a function where players can manually backup their files. So all they have to create is press a backup button. It will save the the data file onto their external storage, which oh. they can then yeah, which, which they can then restore and import it back into the game if they were to change their phones. Okay, cool, awesome. So we can save it. Great, that is good. Yeah, to know. and. And if you were to play on an Android, and if you migrate to iPhone, you will be able to import the same file back into your, yeah. So. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. That's good, that is good. I actually pulled out, what I was trying to show earlier was I pulled out a very old uh, tablet that I tried to get working so that I could play the game. <laughs> well, it, it is, uh, yeah, even touching it goes crazy. So I'm glad that, um, if I get something going there, I'll be able to have it on my uh, phone here. Very, very excited about that. So I know, you know, right now this is the game you're working on and updating, but do you all have any uh, future games in, in mind? Oftentimes people get ideas while they're they're making. So do you all have any future uh, potential games coming out? As of now, no, because I really see this game there's a lot of things I can do with this game. Yeah. So as of now, I don't think there's any new games I'm planning on. Okay. Yeah. Is there something exciting under the works for this game right now? I know you have a lot of updates that you're working on. Is there anything in particular that stands out to you? Like, yeah, I can't wait until that one's done. Okay. Uh, I mean, this uh, is a secret, but well, I can just let you can know. We, can so, we say, is it, is it okay? Is it okay? Yeah, it's, it's fine. All right. So this is a secret, y'all. Listen up. Listen up. <laughs> So there's an update where I'm planning to create where Frank create can put pieces of a like you know the Nintendo Game Boy. Yeah. Yeah, it can it will put pieces of that and eventually once it hook all the pieces, it will form a little Game Boy which is which he calls it Frank Create Entertainment Boy. So oh, nice. you can play other small games like Donkey Kong, but it's not Donkey Kong, it's like Frank Create Kong. So oh you my can gosh. play yeah, so you can play other small mini games within Frankly It's Me. Yeah. Wow. Wow. On a mobile game. 
That's freaking yeah. awesome. Oh, that's so meta. I love it. I will be playing Frank Rick, who will be playing a game. Oh, <laughs> that's amazing. That's so, so it's like you are playing with Frank Rick. Like instead of yeah. cooking, like Frank Rick takes a break and he plays a game with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that is lovely. That, that is lovely. So I'm going to transition us. So, so a question I have now is, you know, the process of making game, we, we talked about the journey of getting the team of having a team and working on it. Um, we've talked about some of the technical pieces. Now, what are there any like life lessons that you've learned from working on this game and from working with your your people here, Cameron and Gerald? What, what are some lessons um, you've learned? Two major things. One is don't rush into things. Like, okay. like there, there will be a point in time where you just want that. You're just stuck at a certain code, certain issue that you really want it to be solved, and you just you will lose yourself. You will like you. It feels like you just want to like tell them, "Can you please fix it?" But you have to understand that the world doesn't owe you, so you need to calm down, take okay. a deep breath, and then communicate properly. So communication is a very important thing mm. in uh, getting things done, and don't get too worked out and like. Like lose your cool and then say something nasty to anyone that will hurt them. Mm. So that's one thing. And the second thing is, whatever you do, even if the thing seems pretty bad at the moment in time, but after day by day, things will get better. And then when you look back, it's like you did come the long way. So when I started, after I stopped Desiree and started on camp, uh, on Frankly It's Me, there was nothing. There was no frame crit. It was just a plain screen. So I just took it day by day by day. And now frame crit is is there on Google Play. So take it slow and eventually you'll reach there. That's that that is awesome. So what so what I found curious was that and to your and exactly to your point, um, your second point, I'm gonna talk about that first, was that uh, there's the idea of the bamboo, uh, the bamboo tree or, or what have you. And within a few weeks, it can grow from being like a tiny kernel, tiny seed to six to nine feet tall. Now, a lot of people, they say, oh, like, wow, you know, that bamboo thing grew within six months. But what they didn't realize is that it took a year of nutrients being given to that seed and being watered, etc. And then and one growth spurt. Yes, it, it grew up to what we see, but it's in a year process. And what I noticed from everything you said is that you had two separate games you worked on. And it seems like all those games led you up to this point where you could make Frank Rick right now. Like, I imagine, please correct me, but I imagine if you didn't have those games, there might not have been Frank Rick. Is that? Yeah. So. I mean, I mean, yeah. it, it feels like I've wasted two years because I could have jumped, I could have just hopped right to Frank Crit, but I don't think that would be ever possible because if you don't experience that two years, yeah. you will never understand how to create Frank Crit. So whatever you, I mean, the, the process, the journey into creating the end product is very important. You just can't jump straight to the end product. You have to go through the two years, which I went through, two years of scrapping the two games before I was able to create Frank Crit. Wow. So so we have to go through the process sometimes, right? We can't just, it's not always a rush. Sometimes things takes time to just develop. 
that makes that makes great sense. And I love, like I said, I love the idea that you took moments and paused and and, and recalculated. You know, if we were using GPS, you recalculated your direction. <laughs> you know, that's great. And the other part is that communication piece. You must be great at it because to have people who are willing to help you from the game forum, you know, and people who stay with you, work on a project for over a year, and then work on a different project, you know, like that takes a lot of communication. That takes a, a sense of belonging and that you're valued and appreciated and that we're working uh, cohesively. Um, so that's great. So I guess for people who are trying to create a game, communicate, <laughs> be friendly, <laughs> be um Explain clearly what you need to explain, um, and then also give things time to 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 develop. Think Rome wasn't built in a day, as they say. Rome wasn't built in a day; it took a long period of time. So, yeah, so I'm super excited about this game. I'm looking forward to coming to iOS, which will be happening, and I'll be getting it uh, on some other devices as well, and making sure some of my friends get it because. I love zombie games of any sort, you know, Frank Grid sounds great. I'm really looking forward to that meta game playing of playing Frank Grid Kong in, a, <laughs> in the game. Like That's going to be awesome. Um, how can our people reach you? Where can they reach you at? And we'll put all this information in the show notes, but how can they reach you? Um, uh, like, 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 uh, reach me through email or what? What? Do you have? what? Whatever way you want people to reach you. I mean, maybe someone wants you to work on a game for them. Maybe people just want to reach you and talk to you about your game. Um, maybe people just, whatever, however people can reach you. Oh, I mean, I got two. I have two Instagram. One is my personal one. And one is which you are following. It's my mainly for my my game. Yeah. So, yeah, you can follow me on both of them, which I will give you the link. And, yeah, you can okay. add it to the description. Okay, and I believe it's called J J Games. Well, I pull up my Instagram. It's J Games Entertainment. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. What is your website? Um, it's J on Dope. J J J on Dope. Yeah. J on Dope. <laughs> now we mean that in the cool sense here, y'all. Don't don't get don't take that wrong. <laughs> So J J A Y on O N D O P E D-O-P-E dot com. Yeah. And you'll be able to see a lot of the game updates and um, images of from the game and get to see the people who are working on it. Any final words for our people here? Um uh, just have fun and create games. <laughs> have fun and create games. Awesome, yeah. awesome, awesome. Oh and, and don't be afraid to don't be afraid to like do what you want to do, mm. like like when I was in my in my job for seven months, mm. I, I wasn't afraid. I, I mean, whatever happens, just believe in yourself and just do what you want to do and what makes you happy. Because at the end of the day, you only have one life, so yeah. just make full use of it and have fun. Don't let any. Thank you back to Mortal Kombat. Have you played Mortal Kombat? Yeah, last time. Okay. Awesome, awesome. In the older ones, I don't know about the new ones, but in the older Mortal Kombat, you had to choose which file you would go. And it, they would say something like, choose your destiny, you know? And I think that's a really good metaphor for life, really. It's like, you know what? Don't let anyone else choose what your pathway is going to be. Take your talents, your gifts, your skills, and choose your own, choose your own destiny. Find a way to make it happen and live your life to fullest. So, and it seems as though you and your team is are doing that. I'm very excited about that. So, 
This will be up on our YouTube, Life According to Adeshile, and our podcast, Life According to Adeshile. Uh, luckily, they have the same name. And then we'll be making some notes about this on my Instagram, which is Sacred Fire. Fire with the E at the end, spelled with a three. So we'll be uh, making some announcements about this. This has been awesome. And friends, if you all have any questions, feel free to contact me at Adeshile at gmail.com. That is A-D-E-S-H-I-L-E at gmail.com. On our next show, we will hear the story of how Carissa of the Carissa Brienne channels started into the makeup world, her YouTube journey, and tips for those who are interested in doing either. Thanks for listening. Please follow the Life According to Adeshale podcast either on iTunes, SoundCloud, or on our new YouTube channel where we share our live recordings of our interview. Thanks for listening and please do share with your friends and loved ones. See you on the other side of awesome.